This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, August 9th, 2012. I'm Caleb Brown. President Obama is wrapping himself in the mantle of Bill Clinton, though it's not clear what Clinton-era policies the current president wants to celebrate. Michael Tanner, a senior fellow at the Cato Institute, comments. Welfare reform has generally been successful, although perhaps not as successful as we would like. It has succeeded in reducing the roles, the number of people on welfare, while at the same time the number of people in poverty uh, did not significantly increase immediately following the, uh, the enactment. Its poverty rates have gone up since, but that's been amidst a loosening of the welfare requirements. Uh, so we can generally say that it helped people get off of welfare and into work. Mitt Romney is going around claiming now in ads and in speeches that President Obama is trying to quote unquote gut the work requirements associated with the uh, welfare programs, the federal programs and affiliated state programs. How true is that claim? Well, 30-second political ads are probably not the greatest source of subtlety uh, when it comes to campaign promises and and campaign uh, claims. That said, uh, he is raising an important issue here. Uh, The president has issued a new directive making it easier for states to waive the work requirements that are part of the welfare reform law. Now, the president says, well, trust me, I'm not going to use those waivers to make it any easier to get uh, off the work requirements. I'm just trying to give some flexibility to the states. And states have requested this flexibility, including some Republican governors. Uh, So the actual order that was issued does not gut the work requirements. It's pretty vague. It's pretty open-ended. None of the initial waivers look like they're going to gut the work requirements. That said, this is a president who has been hostile to those work requirements and to welfare reform generally. Uh, He opposed it when he was in the Illinois State Senate. Uh, he, one of his first things that he did in office as president was part of the stimulus bill was to give states uh, changes in their incentive structure to give them more money for putting more people on welfare instead of the flat block grant that used to be there. So there's reason to suspect that in the future, these waivers will indeed weaken the work requirements. We've seen with other programs that the president has made use of waivers with the No Child Left Behind law. Uh, The president, in lieu of actually just granting states waivers, created a bunch of hurdles for states to jump over in order to qualify for waivers. With respect to the health care law, the president has granted uh, waivers to many employers seemingly on an inconsistent basis. So it's it's hard to to conclude that this waiver would not be used uh, simply to aggrandize the White House. I think that this is a president who's shown that he doesn't really care about what's written in legislation. He sort of acts unilaterally. Uh, you have an example, of course, of No Child Left Behind. You have uh, this example now with welfare. Uh, as part of Obamacare, you not only had the waivers, but the IRS rewriting the tax law in order to allow subsidies under the state, under the federal exchanges when the language of the law was very clear that only state-based exchanges could offer such subsidies. You have the president ignoring the War Powers Act and going into uh, Libya. Uh, and now doing covert action in Syria. So I I think that you have uh, 
uh, uh, clear examples here of the president sort of uh, doing what he wants and uh, not really caring about the specific language of the law. Lately, the president has uh, been wrapping himself in Bill Clinton and suggesting that his policies are no different than Bill Clinton. He only wants to raise taxes back to the Bill Clinton levels, for example. That's not strictly true. Uh, The president uh, ignores some of the tax sites that are in Obamacare, for example, and tax levels, uh, if he got everything that he wanted, would be higher than under Bill Clinton. Uh, And he also ignores the fact that Bill Clinton, whether reluctantly or not, actually cut spending. Uh, Spending got down to as low as 18.3% of gross domestic product in in the Clinton years. Uh, Under the Obama administration, it's uh, averaged 24.8%, never going to get below 22% under any of the president's projected budgets. The difference was Bill Clinton, when he raised taxes, uh, at least some of that money went to paying down the debt. So you could argue that that uh, that was not an unreasonable policy. Uh, The president wants to raise taxes in order to spend more money. That is pretty unreasonable. You know, I think you can sum up the difference between Bill Clinton and Barack Obama just by looking at the fact that Bill Clinton, uh, pushed or not, famously said, the era of big government is over. Barack Obama has said, the danger of big government is offset by the danger of too small a government. Uh, I think that that pretty well sums it up. Michael Tanner is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.